Okay. Here we go. Today's daf is daf Ayin Ches, page eight, uh, 78. In the Hidigim Sechah's Gittin, we're still We're towards the bottom, and we're going to pick up from Hahu Gavra, which is, uh, call it 11, 12 lines from the bottom. Um, if you look at Taisvis Polig Rishusa Linafshei and move into the Gemara, Hahu Gavra. All right? So we're going to have an opening case of a guy who thinks he's an NFL quarterback. Who got those a fellow? He threw a get to his wife. He's trying to play quarterback. Have a kaima and she's standing in the courtyard. And the get landed on top of a pestle. So instead of landing in the actual courtyard itself, it landed on an elevated platform within the chatzar, within the courtyard. Amar Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yosef says, Chazina, we got to check this out. We got to see what's up. If this platform that it landed on is four Amas wide by four Amas wide, so then it's not a kosher get. You know why? It's considered its own domain. It's not considered her courtyard. It's, it's another domain that's there. So he may very, it may very well be considered its own area. And uh, therefore, he never put it in her rishos. However, Eloi, if let's say it's smaller than, than four amas, so then chada rishusi is all considered one rishos, and it's considered like it landed in her domain, and she is divorced. Says the Gemara, b'mayaskinan. What are the circumstances surrounding the case? with she's standing in her courtyard. It just she's standing in a courtyard, right? If it's her courtyard, Who cares if the elevated platform is four amas? You know why? That's also hers. The land's hers. The deck is hers. Who cares? So the, 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 the um, platform is within a yard yeah. that has a chutzir. A chutzir, right. You have a chutzir with an elevated platform. So we want to know who owns the chutzir. So let's keep going. No, so the, the, it's her chutzir, right? Yeah, but I landed on the platform. But that's in your chutzah. Good. So it depends who owns the platform. You could own a platform in my chutzah. Okay? So the Gemara says, if she owns everything, there's no conversation here. That's right. Ella, rather, the case has to be, the chutzah day. we're dealing with, he threw, he was trying to be a quarterback and threw the get into his own courtyard. Well, if it's his own courtyard, he's not handing her a get. Who cares? Bottom line is, landed his property, not hers, so it shouldn't be a valid get. What time is he spelling? Uh, 7705. 7705. 7705. 15 minutes before? Yeah, better. Yeah. So the Gemara says, The case is, 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 Listen to this. A person lends one part of their domain. You do not lend two parts of your domain. Okay. So he's lending her a domain and he's saying that, again, the case over here is we just started with Ahu Gavra, 10 lines to the bottom of my Zainama base. Now we're towards the bottom now and this guy throws a, cor- a, a get into a courtyard where she's there, it lands on a platform. We want to know the circumstances. 
The Gemara says over here where elevated platform. Correct. Yeah. So otherwise, it's part of the chutzer. So it has to be elevated ten So he owns the chutzer, but he says, "I'm giving you wherever it lands. I'm lending you that part of the chutzer." But if it lands an elevated platform, he's not giving that to her, and hence they're not going to be divorced. Why? You lend one area, you don't lend two areas. Here's the Yisaid Gadol. Yisaid Gadol is, you go to somebody's house, and this should be Pashit, but they say, Seichel is like looks, you either have it or you don't. When somebody invites you to their house, don't start looking in the kitchen and opening up their pots, and opening up their fridge. You don't belong there, even if you're invited into their house. You ask where your seat is, and you stay there. Okay? Says the Gemara, says the Gemara, right? <coughs> Excuse me. He's lending her a space. Kick under the table. Kick under the table. <laughs> you lend, you, you're, he's giving her a space. And he says, you know what? I'm giving you a space. Zog the Gemara. When somebody lends somebody else space in their place, you give them one space. You don't give two. So yeah, you said they're going to give you the courtyard. It lands on a platform. That's not hers. You're not divorced. <coughs> Excuse me. Now, this halach is we, true if it's we, not ten tzvachim talk. Okay, so Rabbi El's asking, was it before? The Rishonim say it was before. It was before. Before he actually threw the get, because the get has to land in a courtyard that's capable of being makabal get. So he's, so he's lending her the courtyard where she's standing, but there's also a platform there. Mehechates, he lends her a platform. Since it lands on the platform, she can't assume just because you invited me to your house, I can go into your kitchen too. Okay? And start opening up the fridge. Now, the Gemara says, then let's get into the tenth Tvachim idea. Because tenth Tvachim makes it a completely new Rishos. Okay? Quick question? Yes. Why, why did the Sage just say, Mr. Bring it to the Debe's den. That's the only way it can be. Sage lady, man, you were It's not what it says in the Torah. It's not what it says in the Torah. The Torah says you give it to her, not that you give it to Bezdin. See, even if you were to go to Bezdin, you give it to her hand. This Gemara so far has been basing itself off of a Maisa Shahaya, an incident that happened. We started out with a story. That's what this guy did. He knows Halacha, he learns the Torah, he knows that a domain is considered an extension of her. He throws it in, so he lends her the courtyard and he, that's where he threw it. You don't need to. You don't have to. It doesn't say it in the Torah. You can't make up a new mitzvah. Right? It's a new religion. You can't make up a 614th mitzvah. Says the Gemara, There's only two where the platform is not ten tvachim tall. Let's say it is ten tvachim tall to his own domain. Then it's going to be considered a separate domain. Then they're not divorced. And this is only, this halacha is where it has to, we're only dealing with where it's less than ten amas. It's only where the lesle shame levoy, top of today's daf, where it doesn't have any other Name along with it. It's not called anything else. But if it has a shame levoy, a call it a nickname, which is something unique, right? You go to a place and uh, you say, "This is the kitchen. This is the living room. This is uh, uh. so." If it's a type of uh, area within the courtyard that's called a different name, a patio, mashahu, something like that. So then, even it's not four amas by four amas, it's considered a separate domain, and it's not going to be a kosher get. So like this, basically what we're saying is as follows. If let's say it's common that somebody's going to call the area of a courtyard that's, that's, uh, 
has concrete, you're going to call that your patio. Azoy is. That, that's your shame levoy. And then you lend her the courtyard and it lands on the patio. You're not going to be divorced. You won't be divorced because that's, we, we don't refer to that as the court. It has to land in a place where we're, it's referred to as the area that he is yeah, lending bad, to her. Yeah. You said he, le- he loaned her the, pat- the patio. You just said he loaned he, her. He lent her the courtyard. And then it fell on the patio in the courtyard. If it lent on the patio in the courtyard, that's, not, that, that's called something else. Even if it's in the same fenced-in area. Okay? So this guy's trying to play NFL quarterback. Bottom line is, he can't even make it to the Pee Wee Leagues. Okay. All right? Landed a completely wrong section of, of the courtyard. All right? Gewalt. Gemara Viter. Here we go. Back to our Mishnah. We said, if a husband throws a get to her, even if they're in the same bed together, they, uh, she's not divorced. Okay? Um, why? Because it wasn't placed in her domain. Wasn't placed... I'm a Rava. Rava says, right, one second. Okay, I'm assuming we're dealing with, we're, we're dealing with his bed. If it's in her bed, he throws her a get and they're on her bed. She should be divorced. They're on her bed. They're sitting on her bed. And he throws the get to her. If it's her bed, she should be divorced. We don't do the prices similarly. As if the get lands on a bed that belongs to him in the Migrashis, does not have a divorce. Bimita Shalah, if it lands on her bed, so it's considered her domain, her property. Migurashas, as soon as it lands on her bed, they are divorced. Bimita Shalah, Migurashas, says Gemara, is that true? If it's her bed and he throws her the get and it lands on her bed, they're divorced. Why isn't this the same case as the, the um, Kaili, the vessel of a purchaser who's considered in the domain still of the seller? Shmas Mina. And therefore, the halacha should be kill If somebody wants to create, um, make an acquisition, and you have the buyer's uh, vessel inside the property of the seller, so the the buyer is going to own it, even though he's in the seller's property. Okay, so we should learn out that that's the halacha. Again, let's say I own something. I'm, I'm buying something from you. It's still in your domain. So I walk into your store. I purchase it, it's in your domain, but it's something that is my buy. Who takes responsibility on this yet, if it hasn't yet been carried out? When is it in your domain? What, what, what do you mean by your domain? Um, I, I buy a cow from a farmer who's got a, cow, a barn yeah, okay. of cows. So I, I hand him the money, and I start taking the cow. Yeah, okay. yeah. I'm still on his property, though. I'm, yeah. still, I'm still in the barn. Right. Who take, who's Achroi? Who's responsible for this cow? So what do you say in your domain with that? The barn is owned by the seller. The seller, right. But the buyer just bought the cow. Right. So he purchased it. It's his, but he never left the domain of the seller. So similar over here, by the get, you have a husband's house. The wife owns the bed. The husband throws the get to the wife. It lands on her bed. That should be this whatever halacha is by a case of a buyer who's still in the rishus of the seller, it should be, this halacha should be the same as that one. Sure, okay? Yeah, the bed, even though <coughs> she uses the bed, but it belongs to him. Are you, is that what you're saying? Or vice versa. Or vice versa, right? Maybe, exactly, yeah, yeah. No, not vice versa. Maybe the bed itself is still considered like it's the husband has a chalik in it and it should not be a good divorce. Because right. It's because it's her, right, it's his house, and she punked has a bed in his house. That makes it that this whole area is hers. 
The airspace is his. Right, exactly. So Gemara says, We're dealing with a bed that is ten tfachim high, and therefore it's considered a separate property. It's considered a separate domain, even within somebody else's property. What about the legs? Says Gemara, People are in the small little area that the legs take up. People are not makbid on. Bottom line is, the bed is ten tfachim high, it's considered its own rishos, it's tall enough, and therefore if he were to throw her a get that lands on her bed, that's tenth vachamai, then they're divorced. But in a chanami, that's it'll be lower. This would then it would be a case of a buyer in the in the domain of the seller, and it wouldn't be a divorce. Two dots. The Mishnah said, kalsa. If he throws a get onto her lap or into her kalsa, into her basket, into her purse. Then Megureshes, even if she is in the husband's domain. So a husband owns a house, she comes over to visit, and he gives her a little surprise. He throws a get to her. It's his domain, it's not in her hand, but it lands in her lap. It lands in her purse. That's a divorce at the Mishnah. Amaya, but why she divorced? It's the same problem as a buyer in the purchase, as, as a buyer in the seller's property. So, that, so we should learn from you over here that you acquire it even if you're still there. No, the case is where the she's is holding the basket. Doesn't need to be hanging from her as long as it's connected to her, as long as it's tied to her, and uh, and therefore this basket is going to acquire the get for her, even though it's his domain, and we're going to learn from there. That if you ever have a buyer in the domain of the seller, and the thing that I bought is connected to me, taka, then it's mine. But it's tamazay, I bought it, but it's still in the domain of the seller, and it's not tied to me, it's not bound to me, then I, I don't necessarily know anything from here uh, about that halacha. Because over here we're dealing with where, where it was connected to him. Ravad Barav Omar, Ravad Barav says, I'll give you another case. The case could also be where the basket is hanging, um, or hanging is, is sitting, between her thighs. Okay? What does it mean between her thighs? So as we're going to explain, as we're going to explain, and as we came up before, when somebody, lend, when somebody allows somebody else into their house, remember we, I gave a case, it wasn't the literal case, but the example we gave was, if you lend somebody an area of your property, you're not lending two areas of your property. If I invite you to my house for a Shabbos meal, I'm not inviting you to take a rest on my bed. I'm inviting you to sit at the table. If I invite you to my house as well, says the Gemara, I'm agreeing that the guest has rights too. Can I go and sit on my guest's head and say, it's my house, I can do what I want? No. If you're inviting somebody to your house, they have rights to their space. And therefore, says the Gemara like this, she goes to the husband's house. There's a basket resting between her legs. The understanding is, if she's in his house, the area of a basket between her legs is hers, in his house. That's how it works. All right? You can't just say, you're my guest. I get it. No, no, no. You got to give your guest space too. The same way a guest not let it go beyond his but. But the pushit, the area that the guest has, is, uh, is, is considered an ownership uh, area. Meshach, uh, Barav Dimi Amar, Ganshat Zibala, Meicher, Klosais, 
Maybe the husband, uh, he, he would sell these things. Yeah, he would sell these things. And therefore, he's, uh, he's not like so makbid, like she's taking his private thing over here. Yeah, he wouldn't have made use of that area. It's like a selling area part of the store, and therefore he owns it, but it's not owned mamish, like it's his house, and hence, uh, if it's uh, put in her basket, it's considered an ownership. The place uh, that her, her lap takes up is uh, acquired by her, and the place for her baskets is going to be hers too. The logic that we said, and that is you invite somebody over to your house, you're not makbid on the space they take up. If you don't want people to take up space, don't invite them. Don't invite them. The fact that you invite them over means you're giving them over space. Hence, a woman comes over, a wife, they're separated, whatever. A woman comes over, it's his house, she's carrying a purse, he places it in her purse, or he places it on her lap. That's considered her property, even if it's in the airspace between her legs. And you say, I didn't make a Kenyan. I just put it in your domain. The area between your legs is your domain. If you do get into her lap, into her basket, anything similar to a basket, is considered a divorce. It's coming to include It's coming to include We'll call it her uh, Lunchbox That she eats uh, dates from Okay, what does that mean? Something that she uses personally And I think she uses it personally Even if she's in his domain Put in her personal area Personal thing Is going to be a divorce Right? So she comes over with a lunch bag Puts the get in her lunch bag Give out She's divorced Okay Next Mishnah, third wide line. Very interesting Mishnah. It doesn't surprise me. It's a little bit different style of uh, how a divorce is happening. But it, it's actually, it's intriguing. I've, I've come across this, uh, where, where sometimes you have a couple, initially they're trying to figure out how to do it. Sometimes you'll have one spouse that knows it's over. And the other one doesn't know it's over. And the one that knows it's over comes and needs advice in how do I get the other spouse to understand tenderly that it's over. But it's not a conversation here, right? So it's, it's not easy. So this mission gives an interesting case. Omar Law, a man said to his wife, Kinsi shtar do you mind holding on to this loan document? Now, it wasn't a loan document. It was a get. She'll open it later and she'll realize what he just handed her. Or he put it, right? She found it uh, behind him. He put it in a place where she, she'll come across it. She picks it up, reads it, and it turns out, she's like, oh, this is a get. Now, she didn't pick it up knowing that the get's coming to her hand. The halacha is, ain't a get. It's never a get until he says to her, Behold, this is your get. He has to verbalize or at least make it very clear what's going on. Now think about it. Otherwise, you could really run into issues if let's say the husband didn't intend to divorce her. See, I was expressing the case surrounding this to be, he, he feels bad. 
doesn't want to be like, hey, get out of here, right? So he's trying to like, it's over. But let her figure that out for herself. But what happens if a, if somebody, you have a cipher that's practicing writing a get? And he, to practice, he's writing his name and his wife's name. Like, who else are you going to write? Yeah, my name, my wife's name. Right? And then she picks up the get. Let's say it wasn't Alshem get. So you're going to say it's valid? So it gets tricky, right? So the Gemara says, the Mishra says, if he doesn't tell, if he doesn't take a get, hand it to her and say, hey, Gitech, take this, you get, you're not divorced. Or what happens? Also, same circumstances, same mindset of the husband. His wife's sleeping, and he feels bad handing it to her. So while she's sleeping, he, he gently puts the get into her hand. Now she's got no clue that she's holding it. Neura, uh, and then she wakes up, Kaira, and reads it. She's like, oh, what's going on here? Yeah, it's an it's a interesting uh, good morning uh, uh, news. Yeah, morning news. And I get, it's also not a get until he says, Here's coffee. Here, here's your coffee. Right. Different people bring their wives different things in bed. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Waffles and ice cream or a get. All right. Says the Gemara. Ki Amar Who cares if he says to her, behold, this is your get. What does that help? It should be the same as a husband who puts down a get and says to his wife, go take the get from the ground. You go get your get from the top of the ground. It's not a, it's not a valid get. And therefore over here, therefore over here, regarding for this, let's say he puts down the get on the kitchen counter. And she picks it up and behold, it's her get. We said in the Mishnah, it's not valid because he has to say, Higitech. Ask the Gemara, one second. Even if he says, Higitech, it shouldn't be valid. Because we learned the halacha that if a man puts down a get and tells his wife, go get it, it's not a valid get. So over here, he put it down on the kitchen counter. She went and got it herself. Even if he says, Higitech, it shouldn't be a valid get. Answers the Gemara, you're right. Ema, rather say, she took it from him. Since she took it from him, then it's going to be a completely valid get. Okay? Says the Gemara. So what are the circumstances? I'll make up a story. Here's the story. Yeah? Sometimes you have spouses that are curious George. Yeah? So this guy's got a get wrapped in his pocket. He's got his, right? He's got a get wrapped in his pocket. His wife's like, what's in your pocket? He says, eh, not for now. She says, oh yeah? And she pulls it out of his pocket with her own, straight from him, not from the floor. And she's she, ooh, you happy you got that now? Right? It went straight from him over to her. All right? So says the Gemara. So, uh, so the, the case was, she pulled it out from behind them. She says, oh, let me see that. I, I don't trust you, right? Trust me, okay, see you later. Right? There are different ways to show you, you don't trust. There's a mice. This, this uh, yeshiva guy and Yaku girl are on a date. And I don't know if it's a joke or a true story. <laughs> but the way the story goes is that they were sitting at a red light. And um, she, uh, she puts the car in park and pulls the keys out of the ignition. He's like looking at her like, what are you doing? He's just like, just okay. So she's, <coughs> light turns green. 
cars are honking. And he's like, can I have my keys back? And she's like, no. She says, look, I can't have your keys back. The guy starts laughing like, sugar, what is this? Yeah, okay, fine. Finally, it turns red again. She gives him back the keys. She says, I was testing you whether you have a temper. Yeah, I was testing whether you had a temper and you passed the test. He says, well, you lost. And he took her home. Right? So people try to test. People try, try, try to test. Uh, another miser they have with, with the, uh, the, the. Did that ever to you like that? <laughs> another miser they have. One more shit of joke. One more shit of joke. Another miser they have. Also, there's a well known yeshiva show one. Is the, there's a Shiva Bukhar and Miss Yaakov girl. They're on their seventh date and she's moving a little <laughs> faster than him. And she starts talking about her Mirza Shem, her rock that she's going to get, his mamish, beautiful. And she's, she's going to, you know, when she gets engaged, Bez Hashem, you had a big, a big a stain, you know, a big stone, and it's going to be beautiful. Huh? This guy's like, all right, forget it. Like, <laughs> this, this ain't my cup of tea. I mean, he just decided on the seventh day, it was going well, but it ain't anymore. So he drives her to a cemetery. He says, take any stone you want. <laughs> all right. All right. Fine. You can have a big one. You can have a big one over there. So, <laughs> all right. Viter, <laughs> back to the Gemara, or I'm going to keep going over here. Says the Gemara, one second. Even if she takes it directly from him, he didn't hand it to her, so it shouldn't be divorced. You don't have that. So even if she takes it from him, it shouldn't be a valid get. The Gemara says, I'll tell you the case. The case is, the Orak Lacharzei U Shlafte. Okay. Where. She's like, let me see it. Let me see what's in her pocket. He's like, no. Like, no, it's business. She's like, let me see. She's like, you sure you want to see it? And he brings, he 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 twists his uh, hip towards her, and she reaches and takes it out because she's a curious, uh, curious Georgia, right? And she opens it up. So over there, since he moved his hip towards her, that's considered a nasina, and now it's biada. And therefore, that's the case where it's going to be a valid divorce. Similarly, that this is taka would be the halacha. Omar law, if a husband says to a wife, take this document of a loan. And it really wasn't. Or if she took it from behind him, and she reads it, it turns out that it's not a loan document. Uh, it's, uh, it's a get. And again, it's not a valid get. Until he says to her, Hey, this is your get. He has to take it back from her. And then say, Behold, this is your get. Now, here's going to be opening up a different can of worms over here because Rabbi Shimon Elazar says the following. He says, In a case where she takes the get from him, not that he handed it to her. But he takes it, she takes it from him and she reads the get. And he didn't say, behold, this is your get. Okay? Or, he, or she just took it. What you could do is, the husband could grab it back from her and say, our first story, you failed. Now, hey, gitech. Before it wasn't a valid get because I didn't tell you it was a get. I told you to start chayv. Or you just took it from my pocket. You took away when I wasn't looking and... and uh, so she says, oh, well, I'm not divorced because, because you never handed it to me. So he grabs it back. He goes, now you are, <laughs> right? I'll hand it to you again. Now we're done. Says Gamar, but one second. Can you give the same guy twice? I'm sorry, not, not, no, we're not going to ask that again. Hold on. Let's say he puts it in her hand. 
and she's sleeping. Nayura, and then she wakes up, so she has a she has a good morning present. Vikaira, she reads the document, Varegita, and I get at the time that he gives it there, he asks Hegitech the Rebbe's been a Rebbe Shimon Lazarimer. Ad Sheyedlanu Heimanu. She he has to take it back from her. Viyachsar Viyedlanu La Viyamar La Hegitech. Give it back to her and say to her Hegitech. Behold, this is your get. Utricha, and I need both cases that uh, both cases that we um, uh, that we mentioned over here. The Machlekesin Rebbe and Rishim Ben Lazar. Okay, what are the two cases again? Sleeping and when he says this is a loan document. If you only told me the halacha by a loan document where he says this is a loan document or she took it from him, right? So hey, I'll say, that's where Rebbe says, uh, that's where Rebbe says that um, afterwards he just needs to say, hey, gitich, and it'll be valid, it'll be lenient. Because she could be divorced even when she's holding it. Okay? In other words, he hands her a get, says it's a loan document, so she takes it. Is she still capable of being divorced? Yeah. So now all he needs to say is, Hey, Gitech, that's a get, not a loan document. See, I got you to take it by saying a lot. But now that's in your hand, and I'm saying, Hey, Gitech, I'm telling you, know it's a get. Rebbe's going to say it's a valid get over there. Why? Because the entire time she's capable of being divorced. She came being divorced 30 seconds ago before I even handed it to her. As Gabriel being divorced even after she's holding it. Nothing's changed over here. She, you, you can divorce. She doesn't have to have. She doesn't have to be receptive to. Correct. Correct. As long as she doesn't, doesn't make a difference how she gets to get in her hand. Correct. But as she has to know it's a get. But she has to know it's a get. Once it's in her hand, she has to know. That's Rebbe's opinion. But he doesn't have to know before. Correct. That is Shita's Rebbe. Rebbe says, because what's the difference? I, I, I know my wife doesn't want to get. So I say, okay, do, honey, do, do you mind holding this loan document? Right. She holds the loan document. Now it's in her hand. Hey, Gideh, done. Says Rebbe, you could do that. Because she's capable of being divorced right now. There's no problem at all. However, what about the second case? But when you're putting it in her hand while she's sleeping, and then she wakes up, well, you can't divorce a sleeping woman. At the time that a woman's asleep, you cannot divorce her. And therefore, I would say that he would agree with the Shimon ben Elazar that you have to actually hand it back and then give it to her again in the second case. You can't just say, you can't put it in your wife's hand when she wakes up. You can't put it in your wife's hand while she's sleeping. And then she wakes up, and you're like, could you or not? Rebbe says you could. It's the same thing. The Gemara says, fine, but there's an Ad Chiddush. The Ad Chiddush is, I would have I thought that Rebbe holds you can't do that. Because while she's sleeping, she's not betoras gerishin. Even though you don't need a woman's mind to be divorced, it's still, she still needs to be aware of the divorce at the time that you're having it. So if a woman's a shaita, she can't be divorced. If a woman is yeshena, a woman sleeping, she cannot be divorced. She can't divorce a sleeping woman. So since you put her hand when she's not divorced, I would say Rebbe would agree with the Chachamim that she has to then give back the get and he's going to have to re-give it to her. She has to be... Is that right? Yeah. I would say... Okay, so that's why... Therefore, says the Gemara, that's why I need to mention, according to Shitas Rebbe, his opinion both by the loan, where he said... It's, first said it was a loan... 
or she took from him, and I need to give the case of sleeping, because the case of sleeping is an additional chiddush, that you, you don't need to take it back. That's taka And if it would have only given the second case, I would say that's what Shimon al says, you got to take it back because you don't need to give it back because she's sleeping. But in the first case, I would say he agrees with Rebbe, that all you need to say is, and therefore, we got to mention both cases to teach me that it's a consistent dispute between Rebbe and Roshim and Elazar, both in the case of, of, of uh, where he says it's Shtar uh, Chayv, and by a case where she's sleeping. Omar Rav, Rav says, Kosov Laget, if he writes his wife a get, and places it in the hand of her Eved. So her Eved is her property. So he writes a get to his wife, puts it in his wife's domain. Now, Meaning in the slave's hand? Yeah, his wife's slave's hand. <coughs> if he's Yoshein, and she's watching over him, then it's going to be a valid get. Okay? Why? Because it's considered like a chatzar hamishtameris. It's considered guarded, it's protected. Yeah, as long as the servant is awake. As long as the slave's awake, it's fine. It's considered a... We'll ask on this in a moment. Uh, Nayar, if he's up, ain't I get... Because it's considered a chatzar meshtameres, a courtyard that is, that is being watched, without her das. Okay. Which means like this. When his... This is a very chashavi yisait. Very, very, very important yisait. And that's like this. When a master is awake and available, the Evan is not considered to be anything. It's not considered to do anything. What does that mean? What does that mean? How am I going to articulate this? Give me a second. I'm sorry. Um... Here's what it means. You have an Eved, a, a woman has an Eved. If the Eved is sleeping, it's like placing it in her chatzar. If the Eved is awake, you can't say the Eved is completely her chatzar. Rather, every conscious person is considered to have their own das. And their own das gets in the way. So if the husband places it in the hand of her slave who's awake, it's not a valid get. It's not a valid get. Because the das, the mind of the slave, overrides the ability to call this guy her domain, her watch domain. Because if he's sleeping and you put it in his hands, now it's protected property. But if his das is going to get in the way of that. Clear? Not clear? Okay, let's try this one more way. Um, let's try it like this. By Hilcha Shechita. By Lazar Shechita. 
if you have a person who's completely mentally healthy, they cannot do a shechita on behalf of somebody else if they're not worthy of doing it. So let's give an example. Um, an Eved is going to shecht an animal and you have a... Words aren't coming out of my mouth. A sh- no, sh- uh, a shechit. Slaughter. You have somebody, you have a completely emotionally healthy person, mentally capable person who's in Evan. They're doing a shechita. Even if a shechit is standing right there telling the Evan what to do and how to do it, it's not going to be a valid shechita. Why? It doesn't matter that there's a shechit there watching. The Evan has his own das, has his own mind. I'm capable. However, if you have somebody, I'm not telling you Allah I'm just telling you this concept in Gemara, okay? Let's say the person doing the shechita is a katan, and there's a shaykhit there showing the katan what to do and watching it, then afterwards the shaykhit said it was done properly, it could be a valid shechita more than if a gadol did it. Why? Because if a gadol does it, you can't say that the das goes back to the shaykhit. The gadol takes on his own presence. A, 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 a mentally sound person takes on their own presence. They're, you can't call them an extension of something else. I'm my own presence. But if they don't have that presence, then they are an extension of somebody else. So now let's go back to us. That, okay, that concept, that, a little clear? So let's go back to us. If the husband places it up in the hand of an Eved, a guarded hand of an Eved who's sleeping... You could say this is the rishus of the wife. The Eved's owned by the wife. So the husband puts it in the Eved's hand. If the Eved's sleeping, it should be a valid get. If the Eved's awake, not a valid get. Because now you place it in the hand of the Eved. Because he has his own emotional capacity. You're not, it's not called placing it into her domain when the Eved is awake. Because his awakeness is going to get in the way of him being called an extension of the wife. All right? Says the Gemara. Keep going. Says the Gemara. Yashi Mishra Mosa, I raise the guest. Says the Gemara, one second. If he's asleep and she's watching over him, he's going to be a valid get. Am I? Why is it a Kashaget? Bottom line is he can move around. A movable courtyard does not acquire for its owner yet. If it's uh, uh, moving around, this guy can move around. If you're going to say sleeping is different because he's not moving around, anything that's by definition could be, if, if this itself, while it's moving, can't acquire, then even while it's stationary, it can't acquire. So, over here, how are we allowing putting into the hand of a sleeping Evid? You're right, it's only going to be true if the Evid is tied up. If the Evid is tied up, so it's not capable of moving around, and then he's going to be considered, while he's sleeping, an extension of the woman. And it'll be a valid get. But everybody agrees if he's up, it's not going to be an extension of the uh, an extension of the wife, and hence it won't be a valid get. Okay, next Mishnah. If let's say she's standing in her Shusarab. Before she was standing in the courtyard, now she's standing in the public domain. It was Rakila, and he's playing quarterback again. He throws the get to her. Karev Lava lands closer to her Megureshes. It's gonna be a divorce. Now what does it mean closer to her? 
What if the guy's terrible? He can't hit the wrong side of a barn, but the Misa, it landed closer to her than to him, right? So what's it called? <laughs> He's standing a mile away, and he throws it a half a mile plus an inch. She doesn't even know it's there. She's divorced. What does that mean? We'll have to explain. So if it's closer to her, Megrash, she's divorced. Karavla, if it's closer to him, Ain't Megrash, she's not divorced. Mechza, Mechza. One of the guy's mom is Geval, the lens on the 50-yard line. Megrash, Ain't Megrash, then we have a suffix. We're not sure, and she's got to take on the halachas of a woman who's a divorcee, as well as the halachas of a woman who is a married woman. The same thing holds true when it comes to the halachas of Kedushin. Again, a husband throws money to a woman, and she accepts Kedushin. If it lands closer to her, they're married. If it lands closer to him, even if she accepted Kedushin, it's not going to be a valid marriage. When it comes to a, a loan document, that, which means, if the lender says, yeah, throw, so this is fascinating. Somebody borrows, Shimon borrows $1,000 from Ruven. Shimon says to Ruven, I have $1,000, how should I pay you back? Ruven says, here, just throw it into the Shusharab, I'll get it. Throw it to Shusharab. He throws it to him. And now, guess what happens? A big Midwestern wind comes. A dog comes. We don't know where it is now. We don't know where it is. So, Kariv Lamalva, if lender, closer to the lender, Zacha Malva. The lender already has the money, and therefore he's paid back. Kariv Lamalva, so then, Halayva Chayav. Halayva is obligated to return the money again. You have a suffix and the two of them divide. What is being close to her, closer to him? Says the Gemara, you're right. It doesn't mean like a random or indefinite amount. Rather, what it means is, Amarav, Arba Amashaloi, Zakarovla. Arba Amashaloi, Zakarovla. It has to at least be within their four Amas. What's 50 yard line? They're both standing within six to eight feet of each other. They're both standing in Arba Amas. And he throws it to her. He's got a terrible arm. And it lands on the 50 yard line. The guy can't throw it a foot and a half. So then we're going to say, that's what we say, that uh, she's considered Megoreshes, Vayne Megoreshes. says, Why don't we see which one came first to that area, and we'll say that they're the one who owns that Dalaramas. So if she showed up to those Dalaramas first, and he throws it to her, it's considered her domain. If he showed up to these Dalaramas first, and where it landed, it should be considered his domain. They're going to tell me they mamish walked in at the same exact time. How do you know that? Come on, there's got to be one person who came first. You were dealing with eight exact amas, not four amas, but they're sending eight exact amas. Now we just got to do the math again. So now the get is leaving his dollar amas going into her dollar amas because they're mamish eight amas apart. And now if it lands in the 50 yard line, you can't tell me, oh, see which one came first. Each one already has their own dollar amas. Says the Gemara, but one second. Even if it lands in the 50 yard line, why are you going to say Megoreshavain Megoreshavain? Here's the problem. Ready? There's a rule. For a husband to give a valid get to his wife, he has to be completely separated from it. You can't give a get to your wife with strings attached. They have these little, when I was a younger kid, these little ice cream cone toys. It's an ice cream cone with a foam ball and a little string, right? And you click pop, and the, the, the ball pops up, right? And people are like, right? And, and it gets pulled back, Yeah? You can't give a get with strings attached where you still have control over it. So ask the Gemara. If it's eight Hamas, if, if there's eight Hamas, and he's got four and she's got four, and it lands in the 50-yard line, how, why is it a suffix? If it's a little bit in his domain, that's considered strings attached, and it for sure shouldn't be a valid get. It's like this little uh, ice cream cone that he could pull back. 
says Gemara, with two groups of witnesses. It's not that it's suffix, but because each witness is telling us different things. One says it was inbounds, one says it was out of bounds. And therefore, Bezin says, we are misupik. We're in doubt. Rabbi Yechonah, Rabbi Yechonah says, Karev if it's closer to him, Shaninu afilu ama. It doesn't mean within four amas, even if it's a hundred amas. The Karev Lashinu afilu ama. But it literally means is closer to her, closer to him, it could be a mile away. Hechidami mechzal mechzal. What would be the circumstances over there? Amar Hashem Bar Amar Hashem Bar Abba. The Dima Farsi Meneder of Yechonah, who Yochel Lishayim Ravi, any Yochel Lishayim Ravi, is able to guard the get, and she's not able to guard the get. CA has access, and she doesn't have access. Zeh Karev Lai. That means closer to him. Even if it's physically closer to her, but since he's the one who who's able to get it, she's not divorced. He yochel l'shamer vu any yochel l'shamer. But let's say she's able to get it, and she can. No, or or whatever. He can climb. He, he can climb over the fence. I don't know. Whatever. He has more capabilities to get. So that would carve light. If she's capable to get it, and he's not. That's closer to her. What if they're both not able? They both are able. Zemachza machza, and that's going to be considered the suffik. Amru rabbanu kaveid revechem shmeid revechem hachi. Omar Yodin Chavrim Bavloi Lefrushiki Aitaima. Do our Chavirim uh, and Babel know how to explain the Mishnah in such a beautiful fashion? He says this way, this Mahalach of Karivloi Karivloi, meaning having access to something and having more capabilities. That's a beautiful Mahalach, and psh, this Mamish had to come Kimitzia and Tetzisar. That had to come from Gedolim of Eretz All right, we're not yet finished, but we're going to hold it here. Time for Mincha Besham tomorrow. We will pick up with. Tanya Nami Hachi, have a wonderful, wonderful evening.